Hi, you've just downloaded or otherwise accessed a podcast of Cross Point Church and the teaching ministry presented through our weekly Sunday morning worship. Feel free to burn a copy of this file when you're finished and pass it along to a friend you think might also benefit from the teaching. We hope you enjoy the message today, and thanks again for taking the time to visit. Several of you will remember the story of Jessica McClure. Jessica McClure was an 18-month-old little baby that fell down a well in 1987 in Midland, Texas. And it kind of captivated the news cycle in America for more than a couple of days. In fact, it took 56 hours to rescue her, and uh, it was nonstop news coverage. As that rescue took place, they dug down beside the 8-inch piece of pipe that she fell into and was able to rescue her from the side of, side of the piece of pipe and get her back to safety. But her family was gripped with fear that whole time, and it was great elation when she was rescued from the pipe. She was uh, taken to the hospital to be checked out. Other than a few scratches and bruises, she was fine. But the nation rejoiced as those rescue workers got her to safety. And I thought about that story this past week of how many people may be hanging on your rescue story that's never told. How many people could sense and know and experience God's rescue for them if they knew your rescue, God's rescue of you. And how sometimes those stories tend to, with time, kind of wane in importance, whether it be the rescue of your salvation and you're coming to Christ, whether it was as a child, a teenager, or as an adult, or whether it be some situation in life, financial situation, a health situation, an addiction that God's rescued you from, and those stories stay squelched and, and locked away sometimes when others need to hear those stories so that they can in turn anticipate God's rescue in their life and trust him for that. Forgiveness is a link to that sense of rescue and redemption that we're going to talk about today. When you turn to Colossians chapter 1, we're going to look at forgiveness and how forgiveness rescues us from Colossians and how forgiveness redeems us from Ephesians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14 says this, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. What I want us to see about today that rescue, uh, forgiveness rescues us from is, first of all, it rescues us from darkness. That verse 13 says it again. He rescued us from the dominion of darkness. Several weeks ago, we talked about being suited up and how to, how to walk in, in an armed-ready way in our culture, uh, suited up with, with the power of the gospel and, and, and with the armament of God. We saw that our, our enemy, the devil, doesn't just want to marginalize us. He wants to annihilate us. In fact, the, the armor talks about the shield of faith with which we extinguish the fiery, the fiery arrows, the fiery darts of the enemy meaning that he just doesn't want to kill us. He wants to burn us up, to burn our house down, to burn our influence down, to, to, to keep us annihilated and, and not just marginalized, but gone. As we see here in the first part of verse 13, it talks about the dominion of darkness. He doesn't want darkness to be a place we just occasionally visit. He wants darkness to dominate our lives. That's what dominion means. He wants darkness to dominate us and to where we're not just an occasional visitor, 
but we're there to be consumed by it and so that we can see no rescue, no way out. So as we look around our culture today, it would seem that, the, at least on the surface, that darkness is indeed winning, if not dominating. Uh, in fact, just this past week in the news, you heard the story of the teacher that was uh, kidnapped in Memphis and, and, and later uh, murdered that day. Uh, there's story this past week as well of a, a, a gubernatorial representative uh, candidate from New York who was attacked as he was making a speech by a young man with, with a, a knuckled piece with two daggers on the end of it and took it toward his neck as he was making the speech. And he grabbed his hand, had those around to, to come to his aid and help him. Um, and I, I, I watched that happen on the news I thought, is this America anymore? What, what, what's wrong with us? How, how dark do our hearts have to become to, to attempt uh, murder a, a person making a, a political speech? Um, it's, of course, the ongoing situation in Ukraine, uh, as it continues to, to grip our, our, our world, there's, there's, there's new terminology coming out. I heard this past week, new terminology coming out in the next round of health books for elementary school kids that has a whole chapter on gender awareness. Um, and story after story after story can be told. It certainly appears, at least, that darkness is dominating our culture. So that's, that's initiated by our, our enemy, the devil, and he wants us to, to believe that that's it, that's it and there's no way out of it. It's um, something that our, seems like a vortex sometimes that we're being sucked into. However, I want you to, remind, to be reminded today that you're not to be children of darkness. Darkness is not what you were wired for. You were wired for something besides darkness. Now, he wants us to think that that's what we're wired for, and that's all there is to, to walk in and, and live in. But darkness is not what we were designed for. Uh, forgiveness rescues us from darkness. Secondly, forgiveness rescues us into the kingdom. Look at the last part of verse 13. And brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. Yes, the darkness seems to be dominating, but we also have in this text the power of forgiveness that reaches down into the darkness and rescues us to bring us out, to pull us out by way of the cross uh, and what Christ has done at the cross in the kingdom. Now, it rescues us uh, not only into the kingdom, but what verse 12 refers to as the kingdom of light, he says in verse 12. So if you are... Uh, if you're an early riser, you already know that you can see things about an hour before the sun actually breaks the horizon, that there's light there to occur. And I really believe that's kind of where our culture is today. I believe we're in that hour or so where the sun hasn't dawned yet and the light hasn't exposed everything yet, but more things and more things are being exposed and seen and recognized for what they are. Uh, I believe that's the, that's the hour we're living in today. Uh, it's uh, where the kingdom of light begins to shine. And I believe that because I, I believe that believers, have, have, many have reached a point that I've had enough. I've had enough. I've seen enough. I've experienced enough. I know enough. I've had enough. Enough. And I believe the light is starting to expose the darkness. Here's an example of <clears throat> why I believe that's true. Some uh, statistical data was released two weeks ago from the Department of Education, which says 
that homeschooling has grown over 300% in the last two years alone. That tells me that many, it's not just believers, believers aren't the only ones who homeschool, but about 70% of homeschoolers are, are believers. That tells me that believers are, have reached a point of saturation. Enough. Enough of this. Enough of this indoctrination. Enough of the darkness. And many are, are, are I think, the light's starting to shine to push back against the darkness. I see that coming. I'm encouraged by that. And I see that coming. Uh, makes us wonder how, you got, how, how in the world did we get here? We got here by complacency, decade after decade, of thinking, ah, that's not going to hurt anything. And this isn't going to hurt anything. And this isn't going to hurt too much. And this isn't going to hurt too bad. Yet, a decade later, here's those six things that have now compiled to consume us and consume our culture that we, we thought wouldn't hurt too bad, yet the collectivism of it has creeped, crept its way into our culture, and we have seen that now as normal when it was never designed to be. That same forgiveness that rescued us, though, from darkness is a forgiveness that brings us into, into light, into the kingdom, and is bringing us, in the process of bringing us into the kingdom of light. Forgiveness rescues us. Secondly, Turn to Ephesians chapter 1. I want us to see here that Ephesians, uh, uh, or that uh, rest, uh, forgiveness also redeems us. Ephesians 1 verse 7 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. In book after book after book in the Old Testament, story after story there, we see that God redeems his people as a result of his forgiveness, and he forgives people uh, there in the Old Testament as a result of blood sacrifice being offered for their sin. You know the story of once a year the high priest goes into the Holy of Holies to atone for the sins of the people, and God would forgive those sins because of the blood sacrifice that the high priest would offer in, in that atonement, as atonement for those sins once a year. Then in the New Testament, the shed blood of Christ at the cross is, a, is that same blood sacrifice to atone for the sins of the people. And as we saw last week from Hebrews 9, that was a once-for-all proposition. Once-for-all people, once-for-all sin, and once-for-all time. Once-for-all proposition that Christ has done there at the cross. That sacrifice. So what is redemption? What does it look like? Uh, how does it work? Well, I would, I would define it this way. That redemption at its core has to do with two things. It has to do with rescue and restoration. Rescue in the sense that we are rescued from darkness. Rescued from sin. Rescued from hell. From eternal damnation. But we are also rest, uh, restored to righteousness. To right living. To right standing. How, how does that happen? It happens as we join the body of Christ and God redeems us and calls us heirs and co-heirs, joint heirs with Jesus to all that he offers us so that we are kingdom then, kingdom people who are heirs to the kingdom of Christ himself. So as we are redeemed, again, we are rescued from darkness, rescued to righteousness by, by way of the blood of cross. So then we're redeemed not on our own worth, but on the work of God at the cross of Christ and under the power of his forgiveness. That's the power of his blood. Apart from the shedding of blood, the scripture says there is no forgiveness of sins. People don't want to talk about blood anymore in church. Um, it's, it's considered uncouth and I don't care, to be honest with you, whether people like it or not. That's what the scripture says. 
And apart from the shedding of blood, apart from the blood of Christ, there is no forgiveness of sin. So it is by his blood that we are redeemed and forgiven. Secondly, not only through his blood, but his forgiveness redeems us by way of his grace. By his grace. Look at the last part of verse 7. It says, God's grace, the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us in accordance with the riches of his grace. So then we're redeemed by way of forgiveness, and we are forgiven by way of his grace. Redeemed by way of forgiveness and forgiven by way of his grace. And notice the phrase that follows this. It said that is lavished on us. Something that, that is lavish is over the top, both in terms of quality and quantity. I can't remember who it was, but several months ago, somebody encouraged Leanne and I to go buy Twisters and order us a hot fudge cake. Well, we were expecting the Shoney's hot fudge cake or the Buddy's hot fudge cake. That's not what the hot fudge cake is at Twisters. We, 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 we did, luckily just ordered one because we just planned on splitting it. But this hot fudge cake comes and it's in a 10 inch to go box. We raise the lid and there's a full 10 inches of cake, a full 10 inches of ice cream and a full 10 inches of, of hot fudge sauce. We didn't need all of it. We tried the best we could, but we, we, were, we just weren't expecting that much. And that's kind of, that, that was lavish hot fudge cake in my, in my view. That's what he's talking about here to say grace is lavished on us. It is, it is poured out in abundance beyond your expectations, beyond what you, what you see and expect. John 1.16 says this about it. Out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. I like how Peterson puts this in the message translation. He says, we all live off of God's generous bounty, gift after gift after gift. Because it is that. It, it is a gift. None of us deserve out of the riches of his grace. It's out of that riches that you and I were born in the homes we were, that we had the parents we did, that we have lived the life we lived, that you are what you are, you have what you have now in terms of your vocation, your life, the, the, the homes you have, the cars you drive, the, the kids you have, the things God's blessed your family with. Those things are as a result of God's grace poured into your life, including your forgiveness. And sometimes even when it seems that Grace is just enough. It is always more than enough. It seems just enough in the moment. But when we get back from that moment and look back in the past, the, the grace that was poured out in that moment, it is always more than enough. In actuality, it's all we need whenever we need it in whatever situation that God finds us in. Uh, even when you don't think you, you, you do, the grace is there to, to, to be poured into you. That's what lavish looks like. That's, that's how you are valued, and that's how your forgiveness uh, should be valued by you as well. Today, as we wrap up, I want you to gather your minds around these two thoughts. One is this, that whether we realize it or not, we all need forgiveness that rescues us. We were rescued at salvation. Many of us have been rescued many times since. But apart from forgiveness, there is no rescue. And he rescues us by way of forgiveness. And sometimes, if you're like me, again and again, and again, and again. Over and over we experience his rescue. But if you want the idea of how valued you are in God's eyes, look at the blood of Jesus and the grace that have been poured over all your sin. Look at the blood of Christ coupled with the grace of God that's been poured over all your sin. Every sin you've ever committed, every sin you, you will ever commit, um, that, that God's grace has been applied to that. Um, as I said earlier, sooner or later we all need rescue. You may be here today 
in a situation with health, in a situation with finances, in a situation with relationships, in a situation with addiction of some kind, where you need rescue. I don't know what rescue looks like for you today, but you do. Here's what I want you to hear today. Forgive, understanding and walking in the forgiveness of God is the, is the vehicle to rescue you. Understanding and walking in the vehicle of rescue for you is God's way of redeeming you from the pit to reach down and grab you by the nap of the neck, pull you out of that situation himself, bring glory to himself through it, and put you on the right path. That's how, that's how God rescues us, and that's how forgiveness is designed to work. If you'll see the value in it, um, it, it can and will and should move us understanding the power of God's forgiveness and, and, and how he reaches after us, pursues us, comes after us, never lets us go to rescue us back into who he, who he has designed for us to be, uh, not just who, who our enemy wants us to think we are. That rescue is constant. It is on the ready. We just have to access it and realize, because, I'm, I, because I've been forgiven, I am rescued. I need to, I need to see him in, in light of that and walk in, in light of that truth. Let's pray today. Father, <clears throat> the cross is, is the greatest picture of rescue we have, but it is, all, it, it is relevant not only at salvation, but it is relevant today. Because apart from the cross, none of us are here this morning. None of us have the health and strength apart from your grace to walk through these doors today. And apart from your forgiveness, we are consumed by the darkness and the dominion of darkness and by the enemy himself. But because of forgiveness, we can and are designed to walk in victory. To look into the darkness and say, you don't have power over me. I'm walking in the truth of who God says I am. I've been forgiven from that. And I'm walking in the truth of that forgiveness. To rescue us from the power of darkness. To rescue us and redeem us into the kingdom of light. We're children of light. We're called to be children of light. And to walk in the light as he is in the light, scripture says. So today would we see through that lens instead of by the, the lens the enemy wants us to see is we are, we are consumed by darkness. We are not to be rescued and not to be redeemed. The forgiveness was a one-time event that happened at salvation. And in reality, that's a lie. It happens again and again, day after day, moment after moment in our lives. God's, the power of God's forgiveness rescues us and redeems us to walk in truth of who he, he says we are instead of who the enemy says we are. Remind us of those truths today and to live tomorrow in the victory of those claimed truths today. To live on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday in the truths of those claimed realities that we've seen today from your word. We're forgiven people, not because we're worthy of it, because we're not. We're forgiven people by the grace you've lavished on us and continue to lavish on us and pour over our sin day after day. We love you for that. Help us to walk in victory because of it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to today's message from Cross Point Church, helping people navigate the journey toward an authentic, biblical, and contagious walk with Christ.